0: Hey, my name is Chris McAllister, and I spent 10 years rapidly chasing my goals. A custom-built home at age 22, a custom dream home for my family at age 27, a millionaire on paper. I spoke for large audiences. I led a nonprofit where I had a large team, and it all came crashing down. Eviction notice, a box of Cheerios I couldn't buy. I could barely feed my family. My wife sold her engagement ring. And I've spent the last eight years obsessively studying, teaching, coaching others on what I have to remind myself of every day day, that the key to finding sustainable happiness, that sustainable flow, is to unblock yourself from self-sabotage and be at your best. My goal is to guide you through fear by slowing down the moment to help you harness your energy. This podcast will talk you through the stress and help you feel calm and organized. Hey, everybody. Before we jump in to the continuation, this 10,000-step journey, um, if you are interested in... Our program where we walk you through, it's its the entry-level program, the coaching program called Figure That Shift Out. Uh, we released a book on that. If you're interested in the coaching on that, um, the new group that starts, I would need to know that ASAP. Um, you go to chrismcallister.com forward slash share, get the details. All right, let's jump in now. Last week, I told you that you can build a team And it will help offset some of the loneliness. But now I'm going to be speaking outside of the other side of my mouth. Because you're still going to have moments when you feel alone. If you go after your mission with everything you've got, you will get hurt. You will get cut and you will feel lonely. What we want to learn to do is to harness the despair of loneliness into an energizing solitude. This is a playground that never ends. Now, before I talk about how we do that, I want to make sure we get around, uh, get an understanding fully of how easy it is to get into a space where we feel lonely. Because there's going to be some that want to dismiss this, and I'm fresh out of doing a lot of research for some presentations I'm doing this year uh, on just culture and workplace, and there's lots of studies out there and lots of ways of approaching it. But at the end of the day, it's this: if the top leader Okay. However, the organization is done. The center point leader of that team, um, if the if the leader of that team isn't emotionally aware, intelligent, whatever you want to call it, they will continually not do the next step that's going to move the team forward to focus on what really needs to be done. Instead, they will self sabotage and create. unnecessary drama and conflict and infighting and competition against others and distraction and try to make up for clarity with intensity. So in case anybody is listening to this going, well, I don't really ever feel that lonely. I want to make sure real quick that you understand how easy it is to get to a space where you do feel that way. So one thing that can, or one, we'll talk about different uh, factors or decisions or pieces or parts of who we are that take us into a place of loneliness. Uh, so one thing that'll take us to a place of loneliness is an intense pace, an intense pace and thing is kind of a weak word. So maybe we should call it, um, an action or a state of reality, but an intense pace will mess with your mood. When I went through, uh, I've been through three or four really intense paces, pacings, um, you you got to watch what you're doing with your caffeine, your alcohol consumption, your sleep, uh, your psychological mindset. I, m- I mean, for me, having to rebuild my ability to sleep twice, it's psychological. I'm pausing that mental mechanism that causes me to filter everything through fear and my identity. I'm trying to pay attention to how I come down and how I get ready for sleep, um, how much caffeine I can or can't have, and... If you're not paying attention to the pace, you'll come to a uh, moment where your mood has been so messed with, you'll feel like uh, a numbness will set in. That it's it's despairing. It is tough. You can make it back. Okay, you can you can rebuild different systems neurologically, and uh, you can work back into a healthy relationship with your adrenaline. But it's going to take time and it's going to take effort and it'll make you feel lonely to get there. A second action that'll make you feel lonely is just doing creative work. Creative work can make you feel lonely. I mean, I can feel that just sending out an email uh, to the group of uh, groups of folks that I email Um, when I put something out there and people gather together and I'll talk about an idea and I want to know what they thought and what keeps me from being blocked up is i'm able to know who i am in a secure way regardless of if it goes well or bad i teach something in week one reframe everything called scenario switching you're switching the scenarios in your mind um but even then there's still a vulnerability in creative work and you can leave putting yourself out there you can. I mean, it doesn't even have to be something you think is creative. It's creative to cast that vision, to lay that plan out, to develop that strategy. You wonder, do they like me and did I deliver? Very normal to feel that. Uh, another space you're going to feel lonely in is when you have work that's critiqued. Um, when your work is critiqued, it is like someone talked about what is most precious to you. And let me just say this. You haven't surveyed the world, okay? Uh, You can stay true to the original vision of what you want to do, but you can listen to that critique and make changes because you are more than your idea or your project. Now, I would say that that's a healthy space to be in because when you're in that space, you can reject any trollish behavior, the haters that are always going to be there. And when it comes to work, some take it too personal. They're too connected to what they do, and then some don't take it personal enough. And so there's a finesse there. And the way that I walk through that is if I'm secured in my identity, work is coming out of a true essence of who I am. So I care deeply about it, and it hurts to get critiqued. But I want that critique because I want to grow more than anything else. And if you don't critique me, uh, if you're in a space where I'm doing work and you're close to me, I'm going to ask you for it. (laughs) All right. Another way that you can feel lonely going after the mission is for you see what others don't. You're a visionary and you're just ahead, and it feels lonely because you're trying to go. No, no, look at this, look at this, and they're like, "What is that?" Um, the most just concrete example I could give you of this is one time I was working with turning around an effort. It was a nonprofit, and we went into a warehouse space that I knew would be amazing, but it was just a big concrete shell. And not everybody saw that. And when you're leading, you have to go until others see. It's going to take time. You just keep going. It will feel lonely. Uh, You're also going to feel lonely when just the reality of a big launch, and this is kind of the pacing thing, um, but if you've had an all-encompassing push, there's a letdown afterward, And that letdown you could beat yourself up for. Why don't I enjoy this more? What's wrong with me? That letdown is just a part of that season after the launch. Uh, I could also make another comment about seasons. You know, we move in and out of motivations with what we do. Uh, It doesn't mean that we'll always have the same motivation for our job or our relationships or the people we love so much. But it also doesn't mean the motivation has to die. Motivations are seasonal and they change. And We let go of the old ones and we get ready for the new ones. All right. Uh, Last space that can make you feel really lonely when you're going after the mission is personal relationships And uh, here's what I mean. There's always going to be relationships around you That maybe don't get what you're doing Maybe it's family support or friend support that isn't there like you'd like it And that just makes you feel lonely And I would listen, I want to filter out the trollish behavior, the hate behavior, and and you get a gut intuition for that. I want to listen for when they really care for me and they're trying to get my attention. And then I'm going to listen to that voice like it's the voice of something sacred because I think that it will have a lot of value for me. And the pain of loneliness can keep me from hearing that. But I know some of you listening to this, you know, you see and the person you love doesn't see. So pay attention to their concerns. Um, Listen to them with a lot of weight, and you'll be surprised at how you can still get done what you want to, but the changes they want to see happen oftentimes will make it way better. Are there exceptions? Absolutely. But at least there's some guiding wisdom there. Now, here's how, you know, getting honest with me that there is loneliness there. Here's how that loneliness becomes empowering solitude. Number one, you let the feelings hit as deeply as they need to. And I'm just telling you, I do not trust people who are hype, who it's always about the positive. They can't ever acknowledge reality. Um, People that grow dynamically are people that see reality and face it, and then they get about growing. They don't hype themselves past truth. So... Let the feelings hit as they need to. You need permission. It's permission I have given my own children so often that they own this space without me saying a word. It's permission that's absolutely critical to those I lead. You have permission to feel whatever you feel. It sounds elementary, but it isn't. The common approach is to get scared. In fear, you stuff those dangerous feelings as far down as they can seemingly go. Pretending they went away, you move on except they didn't go away, and they will be back. And it will be an opportunity for further stuffing or exploring the transformation ahead of you. So learn to let the hits come with all their fury. To the depth of each new cut you get in loneliness, you can learn more about who you are. Let the feeling be as deep and as visceral as it needs to be and hit with, a, with all its weight. When I hear people pretending, I want to write out a big permission slip and say, it's okay, feel what you feel growing up I loved music and I went through a phase in my early 20s where I only listened to audiobooks or teachings around my mid 20s when the iPod started taking off I started listening to music again and it was a profound experience to journey back through my favorite music in high school and explore why I liked what I did now Most days are really full. If I've found I don't carve out some time to just be and listen to music, I can be in a place where I'm stuffing what I'm feeling. And this will dangerously lead me to nurturing false ways of escaping reality. So I don't sulk in those moments, but I stay with them and and linger. Some of you may be familiar with the language we use that we're going to be aware, and then we're going to lean in. And I'm going to allow hope to enter in and just receive that hope as it comes and it may take a while weeks days moments but i don't have to be afraid to feel those feelings too many willfully strive to make their thoughts submit to what they want to think and feel so their stance or approach condi- conditions them to focus or obsess on the negative i mean we've all felt defeated by thoughts we were having you're in a beautiful moment and some kind of dark arrow pierces that light you immediately feel defeated and this, this confirms to you some fear you feel about who you are. The reason we ignore the feelings is because we want to ignore the pain. Once we have felt what we are afraid of, then we can really change. This is how the loneliness can become empowering solitude. What lie is at the bottom of that feeling? You'll be abandoned? No one understands you? The lie has a clue to where you grow. If I'm in the middle of a busy day and a fleeting thought hits, I can keep going knowing that this thought doesn't define me. The fleeting thought that passes through isn't who I am, and I can recognize within that lies attempt to crush me Is a place I can be reminded of who I really am. So you don't have to hype yourself into what you want to feel. It's when you feel, see, and hear the problem that the solution becomes all the more beautiful. I'm not afraid to feel my loneliness, because I know as I allow the full fury of that to hit my heart, then I can receive who I am. I can figure that out. I can learn to tap in and enter the self-awareness and resources that I have within me. The experience of feeling the loneliness gets me ready for the empowerment. This is why in transformational encounters where people go through dramatic growth, there's never a glossing over of the current reality. There's a constant invitation to be honest about where you are right now. So where are you? You can turn Loneliness into empowering solitude when you just start with where are you and learn from there. Thanks for being along. Peace.